yeah, got the previews now. Um, probably fly through them. I don't have any real advice for anyone yet. You know, I'll spend more time on this next week. Um, that this week one, my advice is don't freak out. Same advice for every team. You know, don't overreact to week one. My week one was disappointing. Yours wasn't. Frankie's was. You know, half of us were disappointed. Half of us weren't. After week one, still, for the most part, some things will be different. But, you know, don't believe in Dak Prescott for the next month anymore. I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, but if you, if you had a player that disappointed a little bit but was actually on the field, just let it ride for a week. Don't freak out too much right after week one. Um, so that said, after that, we can just buzz through the previews and uh, and go from there. All right. So it's interesting. I actually get done before tomorrow. Yeah, she probably should. Well, we got 30 minutes. Let's see if we can do it. Um, right. It's a little bit interesting just the way it worked out. There's no game where two teams that won or two teams that lost are playing each other. So if everything went poorly for the people who lost last week, you would have all 2-0 and o teams and all 0-2 teams. There's a possibility coming into this. There's no one, you know, no O and one teams playing each other. So the uh, two two games back in week two, that feels like a big divide. We've all talked about every year later in the season, we talk about how don't give up just yet. Even if you're 0 and 4, you can turn it around. And there's all the stories, but it's just something interesting that worked out with the schedule is all the 1 and 0s are playing all the 0 and 1s this week. All right. Good, good. Time to go two and zero in your division, and that's a strong start if you do. That's for sure. It's the race to seven, right? Or eight in this league. It's the race to eight. Yeah. Well, so it's real similar to the other league. You're still looking at like seven point seven. Um, like the year I missed the playoffs was a tiebreaker with seven wins. Um, but yeah, you make eight, you're pretty well guaranteed to be in. But so yeah, they all so- count, but you're not you're not out of it until you're own five, zero and six. Or I'd yeah. say zero and six. You're you're out. Even if you get to 0-5, certainly if you get to 0-6, at the very least, you have to really be deciding if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, start a rebuild. You know, start selling off pieces to the play, people looking like they're going for the playoffs that might be willing to part with draft capital. Right. It, it, it's time to make your plan by then. Yeah. 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 Like right we'll now. We'll talk about that as we get later in the season. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say. I'm at 0-1. I'm still thinking I'm making the playoffs. We we all should be. Um, shit, Honda Killer, highest scoring team in the league last week. I mean, maybe he's going on another championship run. Uh, yeah, no no one should be discouraged just yet. But yeah, so the fir- first game this week, uh, only because I'm listed at the top of the list on my sleeper, is the Purple People Eaters at 0-1 and taking on Team Vito at 1-0. and And somehow... And this is the thing, you know, it's the first week of the year, so I'll throw out, like I do every season, well, not that we've done the podcast forever, but if you guys, like, early in the week, if you set your lineups, it, it, I, and I'm not telling anyone they need to, it does make this a little bit more interesting, because i got to pull these scores by Tuesday to put the podcast together for the week. So if people do go in and set preliminary lineups Monday night or Tuesday morning or whatever, that's kind of handy. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. But anyways, I just thought I'd throw that out. But going into it right now, my Purple People Eaters are favored by 21, and I need it because I don't want to be 0-2. That's going to make it harder for me to get my next championship this year. I, oh, I wouldn't hate if you went 0-2. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually, I want, I, 
I actually want you to win so you guys are one and one, and I can go two and zero and yeah, keep my rally leading the division. Yeah, I was going to say you don't want Jeremy nipping at your heels. You got to play him next week, don't you? Uh, yeah, it has to be Jeremy next week. Yeah, because you played me this week and played you. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so I think it's it should be a good game. DeAndre Swift and Kareem Hunt is looking like a mighty fine uh, running back combination at the beginning of the season here. That's Jeremy's versus, you know, running back has been my strong suit, but it didn't go perfectly well week one, obviously. So, yeah, it it should hopefully be a good game. This is uh, the rematch of the finals last year, is it not? Yeah, it actually is. That's uh, It was Jeremy and I in the finals. And hopefully this game goes like that one did, because I, I gave him a whooping. <laughs> or, or it's a revenge game. Yeah, it could be. He's got a good team. He's got a real solid team. And he's actually got a pretty oh, similar, yeah. t- pretty similar team to mine, with probably a better defense. So this one could definitely go either way. I mean, he's got Lamar Jackson. I've got Lamar Jackson, Light, Trey Lance. We both got solid running backs. We both could use a little bit of help with receivers, but we're not too bad off. And uh, overall, we both, you know, I, we tend to be both in the top three for linebackers every year. His defense tends to be better, but yeah, it should it should be. It should be a good matchup. Nobody puts as many resources towards their defense as Jeremy. No, not at all. So his defense is always pretty good. Not, yeah. not that yours is not, but it's no, Jeremy he, is seems to be the poster child of what you do with your defense. Yeah, he he and and Stephen too actually. But uh, if I had to say one guy who traditionally is the number one defense in our leagues, the every league we played in with IDP, it's been Jeremy. Is always yep. consistently top three. Yep. All right. The next game we got show me your TDs taking on the number crunchers. TDs at one and zero, number crunchers zero and one. And right now we have TDs favored by thirty four points. That's gonna feel all right. Yeah, yeah. But we play the games for a reason. I've been heavy favorite before and lost. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna put the beat down on. Yeah, this this <laughs> is gonna be pretty standard. I plan on at least double that. So let's look at, you know, high 60s, low 70s for the spread by the time we're done. Yeah. Now, all kidding aside, is Keith in a little trouble with some injuries and non-performance? I don't want to overreact to week one, like we keep saying, but he has to be a little disappointed in, the, in a couple of spaces here. Cam Akers, oh, Mari Cooper was a bit disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Terrific was a little disappointing for him. Maybe he has a bounce back week. And maybe I'm catching him at a bad time. Well, so this is the uh, the holdout bowl we're heading into this week, where you with Austin Eckler still sitting out. I think I sent that announcement out earlier. They're both planning on remaining gone for week two. And De- Devo Samuel on the other side. So it's interesting that whoever cracks, if one of you guys crack and actually pay their guy, that could be the deciding factor in the game. I think, too, it would also help uh, number crunches a lot if Lazard came back from from his injury. Um, yeah, the Amari Cooper thing just didn't work. But we kind of know that uh, Jacoby Brissett's not going to support a high-end receiver. Same thing, Tyler Lockett, great receiver, Geno Smith. You know, he doesn't throw more than eight yards downfield, and Tyler Lockett doesn't know how to be that close to the uh, line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I that's yeah. a team that, that needs some uh, reinforcements in their wide receiver core there. But the big thing about team that, or Keith's team, 
Jonathan Taylor can go for 50 points any given week. Uh, and uh, I know you know that firsthand. Oh, yeah. He'll be the ultimate equalizer very quickly. Yeah. Playing Houston. Yeah. So, again, we always talk about my team. I, I don't have many holes in my team, so I just I hope for consistency out of my team a lot of the times. Yeah. I'm a little concerned that uh, Melvin Gordon is still getting way too many carries in Denver. I actually don't even know what they're doing over there. But Well, they actually said they're making Melvin Gordon the 1A. Something about trying to preserve Williams to uh, Javante till the end of the season or something. Are you are you messing with me? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I was gonna <laughs> say I didn't read that, but fuck. <laughs> no, it, it was a little bit of an odd split. Like Javante got eleven catches and Gordon got more carries. Yeah. I think my Antonio Gibson problems all solved for at least a couple more weeks, so I'm ready to roll yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying uh could be as soon as week five, Brian Robinson comes back. But you also have to wonder if they take a little time working him back into the offense. So I'll tell you what, they'll take longer working him back if Gibson can keep not fumbling for a while. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that'll, that'll help keep your job. Absolutely. The first game, he fucking comes back like three times. And... <laughs> All right, game three. Yep. Green Wall and Buffalo Pollocks. Yeah, game Green Wall. Greenwall at 0-1 and the Pollocks at 1-0. Um, yeah, I think this one has to be for the simple reason of uh, who's favored there. Even by one. Yeah, Buffalo Pollocks favored by one point. That should be an interesting one to watch. And it was a, it so, was a pretty, pretty heartbreaking loss there for uh, Greenwall this last week. So I don't know if they're ready to take another one. Oh, man. Dude, you never want to take that loss. And then just... There's a, a handful of people you don't want to take that loss against, like, doubly. <laughs> Taking it against your old man, dude, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one hurts. Yeah. No, like, dude, I don't want you to beat me like that. I, I wouldn't want, in, in this league, pretty much you to beat me like that. Or, or Big Fish, honestly. And yeah. just, this, this is just all bad for Little Fish. No, for sure. And, no, and it only doubly hurts because you get needled a little more from a handful of people in the league, right? Uh, without a doubt, yeah. No, it's like the Monahan, Monahan Bowl every year when I play Darian. I know the feeling. Exactly. Dude, if Darian squeaks out in the end of the year, you're just like, God damn it. That's I'll return the kid's tax, bastard. <laughs> well, and he, he does it to me a lot. I mean, even in seasons where he's been struggling a bit, he for some reason, I don't know why. Some teams just got other teams' numbers, dude. Like, I could never beat Todd. Yeah. Like, I, I played Todd, it didn't matter. I I, I was losing. Yeah, but, especially in a big game. Especially in the big game. Shit, still. But anyways, that's all water. We're in a new season, yet. Yeah. So, I don't know their team so well, so let me start with week two. All right. Steven's got to hope for a little help through here. And then, and then first three guys you look at are really scary. Murray, McCaffrey, and Henry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any given, any given days, them injuries are riding. Steven's got to be getting a little frustrated with that through the years. Oh, He's for sure. Not being able to finish games. Like we well, get pissed a lot of shit for all the injuries, but but Steven's handled some too. Oh yeah. Well, he's obviously not scared of him because he went and traded for broke down Henry, who didn't look great in week one. No, I'm wondering if that ship's starting to sail. And he's getting older, and so. I guess that said, is this the week that you start James Robinson over Henry or put him in your flex over, well, certainly not over Diggs or Jefferson. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, um, I guess I guess he's got room for him in the in his flex, sir. I definitely start James Robinson in his flex. Yeah. What's his other choice? Godwin. Well, looks like Godwin's missing time. He he had a a measurable hamstring injury in that game this last week. So that's just going to be annoying all year for him. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be Robinson. Yeah, but yeah, it it's a heck of a team. I mean, he's he actually it, it always is. His total points scored this week was higher than the next team's possible points scored. Wow. Yeah, that's going to be a uh, a dangerous one all season. And let's face it, them top two receivers are just damn scary. Jefferson and Diggs can just turn it on on you. Oh, well, we were just talking about them earlier. Like, these guys that the Vikings pick up, they just – these are these are what they turn into. Seems like over and over again. He's got both of them. Even, well, obviously, Diggs is a bill, but – but we all know where so, he came from. So I'll say this. There's probably only, and this is off the top of my head and looking at one, two fishers are probably the only wide receivers that can hang with that. Well, Fish is throwing out uh, Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown. So that ain't bad. It can turn things in a hurry on you, too. Yeah. So that, that's why this game is probably going to be close. Well, yeah, Devontae. That, that's a really good matchup as I'm looking down. Yeah. So I think Mitch can hang with his wide receivers. This will be an interesting game. Jalen Hurts, although I don't think it's a great NFL quarterback, he's a good fantasy quarterback. We moved on to game four. Okay. Yeah, so now we're actually talking about the boys in black taking on Team Hackenberg. Boys in black 1-0, Hackenberg 0-1, with the boys in black favored by 38 points. This is uh, shaping up to be another rough season for Hackenberg here, possibly. Yeah, so... I think last year they wanted that to kind of be the rebuild and come out this year, and it's looking a little rough for Hackenberg. Eliza Mitchell is going to miss some time. Yeah. C.D. Lamb definitely loses some shine without Prescott. D.K. Metcalf, I think we kind of covered him a little bit today, but he's going to lose some shine with Geno Smith throwing in the ball. DeAndre Hopkins decided to take half a season off. Yeah, he decided to, you know, do some drugs on the side. Yeah, this is a team that every time I look at it, it's just there's a lot there. It's just not quite coming together. Yeah, even Dobbins is still out. Robinson came back, so Etienne, not really sure what he's going to do. Kyle Pitts turned into Kyle Pitts, at least in week one. Darius Tony's not getting on the field. Yeah, there, there's a couple things. We won't completely team preview, but we're game previewing. Yeah, I, I think Fitch is going to walk away from with this one. By the 38, pretty handily. Yeah. Jackenberg's going to go 0-2 here. Fish just looks like the stronger team. I mean, you you jumped ahead, but you got to deal with them two receivers. I mean, that's where that team starts. That's just that's a handful to get around there. And, you know, Zeke Elliott's not dead yet. James Conner still scores points. Yeah. So, uh, this is a solid team. Good defense. Nick Chubb's okay. Chubb sucks. Doesn't he, Mitch? Yeah. <laughs> You know, is it time for Chris uh, to start thinking about Jamal Williams getting some playing time here? Put him in flex over Elijah Moore? Possibly. I mean, he, they, he had... They like Jamal Williams there. They like him a lot in the red zone. Yeah, I, I think that was probably actually a, a, a pretty good move. I mean, you could make an argument for Pollard as well, I guess. But, yeah, no, I, I like Williams there. He uh, He's seeing plenty of usage, that's for sure. Yeah, he's definitely a useful player. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Justin, I think you go 0-2. It, it looks that way. It's still too early in the season to make a lot of predictions, but 
Yeah, I, I would have to believe that that's going to be the case. All right, game five. Yeah, we got the no, one. I'm, the, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm surprised there's a 20-point spread on this. Uh, well, when, when we do a quick buzz through the rosters, I think you're going to be surprised. But, yeah, we got the 1-0 Legion of Boom against the 0-1 going to Disney. Like you mentioned, 20-point spread favors Legion of Boom. Oof. No, I know what you're talking about now that I actually looked at the roster. Yeah. Well, so what's the ones that jump out at you? Uh, she's got to start Jeff Wilson. Uh, Devontae Smith, I don't even know, plays in Philly anymore. Kittle's hurt again. Uh, she's yeah. got to go with Carr over Prescott. Yeah, she, she's pretty banged up. and it, it, She was sort of in rebuilding mode anyways. Yeah. And, yeah. And and now she's banged up. It, this, might, this might be a little bit of a long season for Frankie. Yeah, I mean, she's but, got Kittle. That helps pull the offense together. I mean, he's one of those advantage tight ends that, that let you be a little bit underpowered at other positions. But, uh, yeah, they're, you know, I mean – she inherited what she inherited, uh, is trying to turn it into her own team. And, and this is part of the process. I mean, losing Dak Prescott right there obviously doesn't help at all. I think Pierce is going to be a nice player, uh, but as a rookie running back, he's still still trying to take over that backfield. Tyler Algier really has already turned into what Tyler Algier is. I mean, he was a healthy scratch this week. I, I think that's going to be pretty much his career. The one shining light that she has is that Mitchell's out. So Jeff Wilson is the presumed starting running back for the uh, Niners at least now. But uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit rough. It is. She's got some youth at wide receivers. Again, Devontae Smith. Is, there's just not enough targets to go around there with AJ Brown there. But Deontay Johnson, Tra- Tra- Traylon Burks is you know, a good start receiver. And if Kittle can get healthy, he is the ultimate uh, equalizer in the whole thing. Yeah, because on, on the other uh, side of it, you're looking at Saquon Barkley, Michael Carter, and either Rashad Penny or Devin Singletary, depending on your mood that day. Then at receiver, you're looking at Cortland Sutton and Brandon Ayuk with eh, a little bit shaky, but we'll say either Corey Davis or, or Corey Davis as your third. So that's not great. I mean, Darian could definitely use a little bit more wide receiver power, but but his first two look pretty decent. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, the equalizer is Kittle. I mean, he's looking at starting Fant, who doesn't even look to be the number one tight end on his team right now. Or Brevin Jordan, who also doesn't seem to be the number one tight end on his team. This is someone, this is a team that actually, looking at it, probably needs to hit the waiver wire and go get another tight end to add in there. At least to to bridge the the beginning of season woes that they seem to be, that these two seem to be having. You know, we kept, we talked about uh, Will Disley when we did our picks. Yeah. Is this the team for Will Disley and Robbie Anderson? This is a perfect team for those two. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Like that would really sure sure this up. Both of those guys, you know, go ahead and cut uh, Shai Smith or Calvin Austin or Keelan Cole or or all of them, James Washington. And and yeah, pick up your, you know, your, your Robbie Anderson's. And I was just trying to remember the other receiver we mentioned, but, you know, go. Zay Jones. Say Jones, you know, go pick those guys up, kind of plug some holes there in your receiving core, augment it with your third receiver a little bit with Ayuk and Sutton as your one and two for now. And, and then, yeah, pick up, yeah, whether it's Disley or something at tight end, just to bridge that gap until either Fenton does take over the job in Seattle or or Jordan takes over the one in, in Texas. But, yeah. And this is the team that really wants to do that because – 
you you know what? Looking at the matchup, he's going to start two zero. Like he's twenty five percent to them eight wins, right? It, so absolutely. The players you want to go and go and get early and and, and get some wins and get, get into the tournament. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy barely made it in last year and made it to the finals. You never know. Once you're in there, you never know what's going to happen. Completely. Absolutely. All right. Ready for the last game of the week? That should probably be the, the second game of the week. Well, you have it listed as the game of the week, but. Again, preseason four here. Preseason four. Maintenance woes at 0-1, <laughs> taking on high scoring Hondi Killer at 1-0 with maintenance woes favored by three points. That's one that surprises me. I mean, it's a close spread, but we have to be careful to remember that Honda Killer was the league champ two years ago. And maintenance woes was three years ago, and their teams haven't really changed that much. And both of them coming into this year are more healthy than they have been. Go, going through down down through this team, this, this is gonna this is gonna be a good game. Yeah, you know, uh, Rogers Mahomes. I mean, you gotta hope that Rogers bounces back, which I believe he will. Sure, Mahomes is Mahomes. Yeah, uh, probably slight edge to Matt on running backs with uh, oh, maybe. Matt's got uh, Aaron Jones and Melvin Gordon versus A.J. Dillon and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. And, yeah, yeah. A little so, rejuvenation this year, at least week one. At least week one. And A.J. Dillon is still an ascending talent, where Aaron Jones is great, but he's not ascending anymore. No, it's just like Melvin Gordon. He's not ascending either. Yeah, exactly. Not a very good player, but not ascending. Uh, receivers, McLaurin, Cooks, and Mike Williams. First, Mike Juju, Mike, Mike Thomas, Thomas, and Pittman Jr. Vans Luther? I think so. That's a pretty nice uh, starting group there, especially with Michael Thomas. I mean, we were all joking around like, about like it. Michael Thomas? Me included, saying I didn't know if Thomas was ever going to play again. I So at the draft, it was me that offered Luther a fifth for Michael Thomas. <laughs> and like at the draft, I didn't think that was really being out of line. I'll admit now it seems like it was, but yeah, at least in week one, he looked like Michael Thomas of old, five for 57. I mean, it's like he never missed a beat. He's still catching nine and a half yard passes and falling over for an extra three. Hey, it counts as points in fantasy. Jarvis Landry's made a career out of it. Absolutely. It's funny as shit that they're both on the same team now. (laughs) It is. But we move down the tight end and you get the ultimate equalizer. Equalizer. Hunter Henry. What's that? Yeah, I said Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, exactly. <laughs> Travis Kelsey hides a lot of flaws in your team. Oh, uh, he sure does. Still the number, still the number one tight end, and I maybe it's getting closer, but man, it's still it's still pretty comfy saying he's the number one tight end. I think that there's not a high chance, but I think that there's a reasonable chance that Travis Kelsey finishes as a wide receiver one this season. Wow. No, I didn't. I didn't say the wide receiver one, but as a top twelve, oh. that he'll have the points right. of a top twelve wide receiver this year. He may usually does. He's usually close numbers, fifteen, seventeen, you know, in that kind of range. But he's the only reliable target for Mahomes this season that that Mahomes has rapport with and who's had success in that offense. I mean, Nicole Hardman. But he's a bit player. I mean, Hardman's going to get probably his four to five targets a year or a year, a game this season. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I think that you're going to see, especially as time moves on, that 
Kelsey just gets force fed more and more and more as the rest of these guys try to adjust to this offense. So I'll tell you something interesting here, Ian. And I'll just use the PPR numbers for here. Yeah. We'll get we'll get rid of Kelsey's rookie season where he finished with no catches. Yeah. Nothing. Fair enough. Yeah, rookie's rookie. So his sec his second and third season he was the ninth tight end. Yep. Since then, the lowest finish he's had is number two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Only only once. So since two thousand sixteen he's been the number one tight end every year except one. That he was number two. It's amazing, isn't it? Wow. That is consistency at a horribly thin position, and that is really the equalizer plus there. Now, don't forget, too, that's across two different quarterbacks. So, I mean, obviously having Mahomes as your QB helps, but he was doing that with Alex Smith as well. Right. Wow. Every year he's played worst finish was ninth, and that was his second and third year. Ninth both years. And then one one after that, except the Fuki, too. Who finished as number one tight end last year? Uh, last PPR year. was two last year. Have to be Pitts, Every right? Year it's one. No, it wouldn't be Pitts. It was... Uh, the Andrews? Yeah, the Ravens. Same. Yeah, it had to be. The Andrews. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's consistency at a very thin position. I remember when we did our initial draft and Matt asked me if he should take Kelsey in the first round. I told him, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with taking Kelsey in the first round. Yeah. So this will be your fourth fourth year of the number one tight end, Matt. Yes. It's a good pick. I remember uh, when he did it, Jeff gave him a bunch of crap about wasting his pick. Yeah. A couple of all these number one productions with a championship in between. Yeah. Uh, the pick was right. Yeah. All right. Going down through defense. They obviously have the similar mentality of their defense, too. Solid, yeah. not not overwhelming, but solid. Yeah. Yeah, they both uh, do enough. These two could probably afford to listen to uh, some of our suggestions, I would say. Yeah. They might actually be able to pick one or two things out of there that would help them, probably for both sides. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that we put together a nice uh, all-free agent team there. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I... I like Matt's defense. I, I mean, I wouldn't be scared to start most of these guys. I think he should probably sit Hamilton until he actually gets a full-time role. Yeah, but I'm not scared to start Simmons or Chuck Clark. I mean, we were just talking about Clark earlier. Oh, yeah, he's got Clark on the bench, absolutely. I'm sure he's got Devin Lloyd on the bench, too. Yeah, which he's got Tay Crowder and Eric Kendricks as his two linebacker starters. He could probably use a little more depth for a uh, – a uh, flex player there. Juwan Bentley is not an embarrassment, but he's not someone to be excited about starting. Bentley's then, a guy I'd want to trade out for Curtsy or Pratt yeah. or something of that nature. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, then Marcus Golden is one of those guys that always does well as a defensive lineman. You know, yeah, he just gets it done every year. Wendon Williams or Trey Hendrickson as a second. Yeah, like I said, it's it's not super flashy, but it's pretty solid defense. No, this is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. All this means is that, like, me and you are going to have tight games. These games are going to be blowouts. Like, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Most likely. But to be fair, the point spread, I just take straight off a sleeper. Um, I I got you. I, I do go in, and if there's 
you know, empty positions in the lineup. I tried to project who they'd start and put it together that way. But uh, no, that's that's a sleeper's prediction, not mine. All right, Ian. Closing notes? Uh, yeah. Again, week one form. Uh, just good luck to everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll get back into the, the routine with the podcast and that and try to try to make it flow a little bit better for next week, have a little bit more notes, keep it not too structured. We go off on tangents all the time. I think that's part of the fun of doing it. But uh, yeah, it just was really out of practice. So hopefully you guys stuck with it. And, uh, we'll, we'll get it back on track here moving forward. And you guys have no idea how bad it is. Ian's going to cut half the bad stuff out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so quite a bit. Choppy of what we left in. Just remember, <laughs> it was much worse. Oh, yeah. Five minutes, Ian, talking about the wrong team in a matchup. Yeah, got to have that. Fuck, we couldn't figure out how to get our headphones to work. Oh, yeah. Well, at least we weren't recording all that shit. We got it. But anyway, we'll get back into it or try to see what happens. Get busy. Such is life. Absolutely. But it's fall. It's football time. Time Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for sure. All right, Ian. I'm going to bed. Just after midnight, we did good this week. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. We got like two hours to kill here. What are you doing? Yeah, really. On my boss podcast night, I need to come in at like nine or (laughs) ten. Oh, man. I'm even working early this week, but yeah, it don't matter. I don't sleep. Uh, I got a job for I ain't. I don't actually have to be there till 8.30, so. I'm oh, there you go. It's only like 20 minutes away from the house, so I'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool, man. All right, man. We will talk to you. Yep, sounds good. We'll talk to you later on. Okay. See you tomorrow at five. How is it? Oh, oh, oh. I, I have Why? A-